Welcome to Chess Talk 156. That's the episode we're on. Why is that funny? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's Brittany, Carlos, and I. Uh, I don't know if we've ever had this set up, just the three of us. I think so. It was like a morning. Was it a morning? Because I, th- I thought when we did that, we had Rob on remotely. Oh, yeah. I don't think we've ever had just the three of us. It's wow. gonna be one awkward podcast. This is like an episode of Friends where it's just like one of the friends that don't usually hang out with each other, like mm-hmm. um, a Ross and Phoebe episode. Yeah. <laughs> That's this episode. That's what we are. Mm-hmm. We got it's a big week in the box office. Mission Impossible came out. So because of that, we're gonna jump right into the Teen Titans discussion because <laughs> Brittany and I saw that yesterday. Instead of Mission Impossible. It's, I mean, we've seen 20 trailers for it. Like, I, I get what the movie's yeah. about. There's ads for it on Spotify, and it's like, this is the reason you go to the movies. There are twists and turns and explosions. Jesus Christ. That's essentially what the trailer is. Yep. That's essentially Mission Impossible yeah. as a fucking franchise. Thanks for summarizing it for me. Yeah. <laughs> but just hearing that, Adam, like, this sounds like the dumbest movie. And every time there's a movie with so much marketing i'm like okay so it's probably not great but they're trying to trick as many people as they can into going to it scientology yeah (laughs) (laughs) while we're talking carlos and i are going to be playing chess yes he's going first the last person that likes playing chess with me fully convinced that one day i can win (laughs) (laughs) that's what keeps you going so yeah we're going to be talking about the movie if you care about spoilers for this children movie i'll put the timestamp in the link down so you can avoid spoilers but i mean the plot isn't super important for this movie first opinions good i thought it was good it was a good kids movie it was the adult humor was not barren like i feel like they kept a good balance between kid dumb poopy joke and then like funny fourth wall meta Mm -hmm. breaking Mm -hmm. jokes yeah like i said it was just like a kid's deadpool yeah, it was it was a PG Deadpool. That's mm-hmm. the best way to think of this movie. Yeah. Okay. With songs. Yeah, that was the one thing that surprised me because the trailer didn't like lead on that it was gonna have like music in it, like is a that, musical whoa. type. Thing. Is that how the show is? Are there a lot of singing in the show? Yeah. Occasionally. <laughs> yeah. That, okay. There was, like it wasn't like a huge part of the movie. But, but there was what like, four or five songs. I'd say, I would say like three or four like. Like dance numbers. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting. I, it, I say in the show, it's like. Almost as often as, like, musical uh, numbers in Spongebob. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. This one, because there was a song, like, pretty early on in the movie, and then, uh, yeah, I would say three or four. Mm-hmm. That's probably the best way to put it. Yeah. And then, like, an actual the Take On Me, they had that in the movie. That was funny. Uh-huh. For a couple great. seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think, since it was a kid's movie, the plot wasn't super out there or interesting. It was a very predictable kid's movie plot. So the kids could get it. Yeah. There was a, probably the best cameo was Stan Lee, I would say. Stan Lee was in it. What the hell? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't want to like say anything more than that, but he's the best part of the movie. <laughs> I think you'll lose your shit. Was it just completely like out of nowhere? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Essentially. <laughs> Again, I we don't want to say too much about what the cameo was, but yeah, he's just there. Uh-huh. It's something that's funnier to just like be like, wait, is that Stan Lee? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, yeah, that's Stan Lee. 
yeah i like just all the dumb references the reoccurring theme of dc there's the one side of dc that's trying to be super serious and edgy and then the other side of dc that is shitting on dc itself Mm -hmm. and just knows that it's ridiculous and that's why it's not doing great Mm -hmm. like the green lantern joke Mm-hmm. That's in yeah, that's in, that's the, in trailer. the trailer. And like, would you say would you say it like it truly is like a kids movie or is it like yeah. one of yeah. those? Yeah, one hundred percent, it's a kids movie. Uh, like, there's action in it, but no one dies. There's no blood. There's mm-hmm. nothing. It's there's no swearing. I don't think there's one swear word. It's no. probably only a PG rated movie because there is like fighting, mm-hmm. and so there's violence in it. People need that parental guidance. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everyone in the audience was, like, parents with their kids. Aww. We were, like, the only not parents, I think, in the yeah. audience. I felt really uncomfortable when someone was leaving. I was like, no one look at me. <laughs> but, I mean, we got laughs out of it. I can't oh, remember. Yeah. There was a funny bit with Superman where they were trying to get past him, and so they pulled out a bunch of krypton yeah and they they made like a krypton shake and they like threw it on him and then they all like ganged up on him and started just throwing shards of krypton yeah or kryptonite raven like opened a portal that just had like a fountain of krypton coming out of it oh my god it was really like dark but super funny and then like once he was like super weakened and shriveled up they just kicked him off the screen yeah (laughs) oh my god Uh, yeah it got a little dark but like in a funny way yeah like it wasn't super serious because mm-hmm. he was obviously back and yeah. not very long there was um i can't think of there was another moment where i was just like what is happening like what is this movie doing oh my god was it the shia labeouf part yes <laughs> <laughs> okay so the whole point of the movie is robin wants a movie made about him mm. because every other dc character gets a movie and he wants one yeah. so if, when they're getting one slade is their arch nemesis mm. and so like slade shows up to play like the arch nemesis and they're like oh my god it's slade so they start like attacking him and then the director's like no this is the actor that yeah. plays slade he takes Shia off his LaBeouf. Mask. oh my gosh and then they start be- beating him up again after <laughs> like, they're like further yeah it was weird it was just really weird and seemed like a dated joke but it's funny how over the top they took it and how yeah. badly they were beating him i didn't get it but it was funny yeah, just the absurdity. That seemed was... like a joke that kids wouldn't get no. at all. And then the end where the credits are rolling and Robin doesn't want the like movie to end. He's trying to get a message out to mm-hmm. the kids. So they're, they're like, no, nah, that's not this kind yeah, of movie. Like we, We're not providing a message. We're just a dumb movie. And then the credits start rolling and he jumps onto the screen and he like grabs the screen and he's like, kids, ask your parents where babies come from. And, and then, then the, the credits roll. It was pretty funny. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So for what it was, it was a, like it, what it set out to be, it was oh, that's great. good. It wasn't. Oh, it didn't pretend to be anything that it wasn't. Like, yeah. It was very self-aware. Yeah. Which is what the show is like. Right, Carlos? Mm-hmm. I, I, I think the first season is very like sketch comedy. I think the issue with the first season was that it was very like they still hadn't found like their footing. And then eventually they got really meta and like very like self-referential. Yeah. And it that's when it hit its sweet spot. Because how many seasons does it have? Do you know? Like three or four? I think it's like in fourth season right now. Oh, okay. So it's still like airing? Yeah. Okay. It's all Cartoon Network shows at this point. It's become like in the same way that Nickelodeon only airs SpongeBob for seven hours a day. Mm-hmm. That's what Teen Titans Go has become for Cartoon Network. Oh, that's oh, wow. funny. Because the... Mid credit scene. I don't know if there is a post credit scene. Is there? I don't know. We didn't say. Yeah. Well, so we watched the same movie. 
But I don't know if you saw anyone talking about it online or anything. No, there's a mid credit scene. Do you want to know about it? Yeah. So, like, the camera's all fuzzy. It's, it's like, glitching. you hear Robin's voice. He's trying to, like, contact people. Mm. And then, like, when it starts, like, un glitching you see that it's like the original artwork of the characters oh man and he's like i think we're trying to come back and then well, robin says i or raven says i think we found a way back oh yeah oh, and like i guess tara strong confirmed that if the movie does well they're gonna make a fifth or sixth, sixth. season of the original show oh and my I, gosh. I think yeah. they're gonna try and wrap it up but i don't know for sure that's really great yeah uh, it makes me want to rewatch it which is like the whole reason for the last episode was life goes on but sometimes we don't get to like have closure just wrap up spoiler talk for the movie and then we can talk about the show i guess i would probably give it a seven out of ten for what it was i think it was good and i got a lot of laughs out of it out of it but it, in general i wouldn't say it's my type of movie just because it was such a that's higher than i expected yeah i mean i enjoyed it but mm-hmm. And this is, I'm going to say my rating with the, like, asterisk of, I do really think it's a good movie, but, like, five and a half, six. Like, it wasn't anything amazing, but it was fun. It was cute. Didn't do anything wrong. It's just, it's a kid's it, movie. It's a kid's movie. It's a good kid's movie. It. I, I don't like toilet humor. I just, was there a lot of it? There I were, like, a couple instances of it, but they just, like, prolonged it, where it just, like, took me out of it for a minute. Prolonged farts and mm. poop jokes. I'm just like... Okay, I get it. But there was only a, kids like this. But a, like the parents were like losing their minds at these scenes, and I'm like, is this what parenting's like? Oh my gosh! Is yeah. this what you find funny when you have kids? <laughs> Just because that's all you see and yeah, consume. Yeah, fart jokes and <laughs> oh god, I don't know what it is with kids movies, and they really like drawing like characters' butts, like very detailed yeah. butts, like because SpongeBob did that a lot too. Mm-hmm. And like this movie does it. I'm like, what is? That's really creepy to me. I think it's just because kids like it and kids, kids think like it's butt funny. jokes too. Yeah. Okay. I think that's just what it is. So the movie had a production budget of $10 million. How oh, much wow. do you think it's made so far? It's only been out since Thursday, so... I'd say it probably made its money back already. So you're saying about $10 million? About $10 million, if not more. I'd say it's made $3 million? Oh, no, $30 million, sorry. $30 million. Yeah, sorry, I forgot to add that zero in there. Yeah. Well, Carlos was close uh now he's not it made it's so far it's made about four million really yeah oh, no. that sucks i mean yeah i'm not too surprised by that at all i mean and yeah. again it's only saturday so it's really only had two nights so i'm sure by the end of the weekend <clears throat> it'll probably make 10 15 million mm-hmm. what is like their standard of no knows okay what a success is what will yeah do... like if it makes its money back is that a success and then they're gonna make the next season of teen titans like i was talking to you i'm sure the fact that they even announced that is they're probably like already planning on making another season. It's just this way they're trying to promote the movie and be like, hey, go see the movie so that way we can, yeah. we can get the season. Yeah. But I'm sure they're they're probably just going to make a new... Yeah, they're just going to make another season. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have like a favorite arc or set of episodes from the original show that you can think mm-hmm. of? Uh, I like anything with Raven coming to terms with like her dad and then the Tara arc. Uh, what... uh, the Tara arc. Do you remember Tara? Yeah, her sister. Uh, Starfire's sister, right? Is it? That was Blackfire. Yeah, Tara is like Beast Boy's kind of love interest who like tries to be a hero with them, but I can't remember. I think she starts working with Slade, right? She gets turned to stone. Yeah. Jesus. And then Slade revives her, but then she becomes like Slade's... um, Apprentice. Apprentice, pretty much. Yeah, it's really sad. It's been a while since I've seen the Mm -hmm. show, because when people were talking about in the movie discussion thread they were like yeah the show from 2003 and i was like fuck that's when it came out mm-hmm. <laughs> i did not know it was that old one of my favorite arcs is probably the 
Robin double crossing, like when he's working for Slade and the oh, Titans don't don't when he's Red know. X. Huh? When he's Red X. Yeah. Yeah. Or... Well, like he's Slade's apprentice and like mm-hmm. he's like wearing like Slade clothes and stuff. And, oh, like, that one. Okay. Yeah. When he's like working with Slade and doesn't tell the Titans and they don't know why they're fighting Robin. Mm-hmm. And it's just this huge like back and forth of Robin wants to like help the Titans by working for Slade, but he can't, he doesn't like fighting them. That's what I like about that show is that it's so interesting and like dark and it had like interesting concepts and ideas of like friendship and the greater good and what to do mm-hmm. in scenarios like that. And it was just a is kid the show mark where like they all get infected with, uh, and yeah, you find out bots. Yeah. That's why he's working for him because Slade like has the option to kill them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If Robin doesn't like fight. So, I mean, when I think of the show, I think of stuff like that and the whole like brother blood thing. Mm, like, that was a good arc. Yeah. Those, it just makes it, it propelled it beyond what just a regular kid show was, I think. I just, I really like the episode where they're all racing to get whatever's in Robin's suitcase. That's probably one of my favorite episodes. What What's in the suitcase? I don't really remember that. They, you, you don't find out. Oh. So, so they, like... they open it at the end and they're looking inside it. It's like a Tarantino shot. Yeah. And uh, it's just really great because it's just like anytime it, brings back like serious villains but in a very non-serious role where it's just like it becomes almost overtly wacky i don't know that's when i really like the show mm-hmm. yeah there's that one episode with the british villain where they get stuck yes. in a madhouse and they kind of like lose their mind oh, I forgot about that. yeah that was great. that's another one where it's like not super serious but it's just like there's enough danger to where like you're interested in what's gonna happen hashtag bring it back mm-hmm. <laughs> any other thoughts on teen titans and what's going on with that universe i like teen titans go i think it's really like a lot of fans hate it really really wanted the old teen titans back but i think teen titans go like ended up turning into like its own thing that was really good you think it's worth watching at this point oh yeah and you said it was a pretty small studio right oh yeah it's it's i think for the movie it was like 10 animators and three storyboard artists and i think like two directors or something and what's the typical I'm not sure, but I just remember re- reading like an article or like it started out with a tweet that was like regular animation fans. Oh, you should support small studios that like work their ass off. And then Teen Titans Go, <laughs> like essentially a small studio mm-hmm. and they managed to like make like a, a million dollar movie out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice to see like animators be like getting that opportunity. I don't know. It's ten million. I don't. Oh, I'm curious <laughs> as to like where all that money went. To Probably get that. take on me. It's your move, Carl. Oh. Oh my gosh. Check it out. It's fun. Check if you have out. kids, watch it. Um, if you don't, make your I'm kids so like sorry. Teen Titans. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about what you guys have been up to this week? Let me, let me realize that I've been up to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You're working on artist stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Fancy stuff. Mm-hmm making things mm-hmm. creating mm-hmm. are you a content creator oh yeah totally he is <laughs> okay. technically you are well i have a job so yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm not unemployed can't really claim content creator fuck <laughs> i oh i'm going to mexico well after this has already been like recorded and posted yeah you'll be in mexico by the time this episode's out yeah. right and, and uh i don't know pretty pumped for that if anyone is still listening back when you mm-hmm. went to Mexico that one time and you came back and you refused to talk about anything you did. We had to like <laughs> yeah. pry information out of you. I like went on your Tumblr to see something you posted about it and be like, Hey Carlos, tell this story. And you're like, 
Oh yeah, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was I think it was. I think it was in like the sixties. I think it was called like Mexico Talk or something. Oh my gosh. Damn. <laughs> I just like whenever I go, it's just like not super personal experiences, but just like mm-hmm. like nothing amazing happens. Very individualistic like mm-hmm. experiences that I don't feel like are they're meaningful story to worthy. you, but yeah, it's just hard like to hard to convey. In which like. Oh, I went here and this was kind of like meaningful to me and it was really cool. And it's just like being like having to describe it would just kind of like not say lose its meaning, but it would make it be difficult to like transcribe like how it made me feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But I'm glad you're excited. You've been watching Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah. I, Pretty neat. I you did. started that. Yeah, I forgot. Finally. About that. You're on season three now, so you're just, almost oh, caught wow. up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happened out of nowhere. I was like, "Oh, this is actually interesting." Because my Whoa, biggest it's problem like the with, thing I said. So I watched all of Breaking Bad, and I very much liked Breaking Bad, but it was slow, and I'm tired of watching slow shows because Westworld is very slow. That would have been a good segue. Sorry. So I wasn't expecting to like this right away, but it's actually good, and I would argue it might be better than Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. Like, I you think, think it's better than Breaking Bad? Okay, I was worried that you would... I think it's working towards that. I think just how they built up the characters and how every kind of even insignificant story has like a purpose. Mm-hmm. And it seems slow, but everything kind of... Everything makes sense. Everything mm-hmm. comes together eventually in the show. And I think it's much more thought out, which seems kind of like impossible to do than Breaking mm-hmm. Bad. But it does it. And I think the show is amazing. Because you're about to start season three, so do you have any predictions for what's going to happen this season? Honestly, no. The only thing I can I know for sure is Gus comes in season three, mm-hmm. and he's probably going to fuck shit up. I just want to know like where we're at in the timeline before Breaking Bad, because I feel like we're getting closer to it meeting up with the start of Breaking Bad, but I just don't know. I mean, do you want... like? Because when does Saul get introduced in Breaking Bad? Is it just season two or is it season three? I think it's the end of season one. It's the end of season one? Yeah. It's it's this, it's season one. Is it? Yes. I thought he came in season two at least. No. I don't know. Do you remember, Carlos? I It was right after they got the RV. I think that was still season one. Yeah, really? It was season Fuck, one. I need to watch Breaking Bad again. <laughs> yeah, things happen a lot quicker. Like, you meet Gus in season two of Breaking Bad. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I need to rewatch Breaking Bad. It's been a long time. Um, so like spoiler, not really spoilers. Better Call Saul so far has taken place in like two thousand two, two thousand three. Mm-hmm. Like that's what year it is, and I think Breaking Bad is like two thousand eight. Okay, so we're still a ways away. You're still a ways away, but I think like I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a time jump. Things start moving faster. Mm-hmm. I think like I wouldn't be surprised um, if that starts happening. I didn't like. Lo- Wait, go ahead. I was gonna say without really too much spoilers, because I remember at the beginning of Better Call Saul, which I only saw like five episodes of the first season. Like the, at the very beginning, it it shows like post Breaking Bad, present present day. Saul, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that ever like? It continues. It continues. At, yeah. The first episode of every season has like another scene like that. Does it lead anywhere? We don't. Know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know. So far, I don't know. Unfortunately, because. I was with you and your dad when you were watching the season three finale. Mm-hmm. I know how it ends. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if there's going to be a time jump after that event. How many seasons are there? Uh, the fourth is going to be airing in the beginning of September. Oh, okay. Or like mm-hmm. late August. I can't remember the exact date, but it's going to be airing soon. Yeah, that's what I did all week. 
And we uh, are watching Atlanta because the first season's on Hulu and we're almost oh, yeah. done with that. We did start watching Atlanta. And that's a really funny show. <laughs> it's so funny. It. Yeah, it's Dude. really funny. It's I, so Donald Glover humor to yeah. me. I think it's really refreshing. He's just a very smart writer. Yeah. Well, uh, did you guys watch the club episode? We haven't, Not yet. no. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> We've been busy. Yeah. And we're probably going to find season two online somewhere because that came out this year, right? Yeah. So that way we can talk about it at the end of the year because I want to be surprised if it's a contender. So season one aired in uh, six, 2016? Yeah. Why was there such a gap between seasons? Um. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot that was a thing that happened. Probably like music. Uh, Donald Glover had to... He was in another film, I think. Well, he was in Solo, and he was yeah. in Spider-Man for mm-hmm. like a little bit. He, he just ended up be, being very busy, and as yeah. so did the other actors. Yeah. And in season two, without, it doesn't really spoil or anything, but Darius, Paperboy, and... Uh, Earn. Earn. They each have their own episode. Uh-huh. that's focused around them and it doesn't include like the other guys mm-hmm. and i think that was like because of um scheduling conflicts mm-hmm. right so they said bottle episodes yeah but they're still really great okay they're amazing episodes <laughs> do you think I season think so. two like improves on season one i think it's a lot more narrative driven okay um I, i'll probably like that better then mm-hmm. and uh it's i kind of want it to be a little bit more funny but it just ends up being very like it's more drama based and it's like it's more it like helped it attracted me more to the show because they just start they start introducing more characters into like the world and how they are and the three main characters like reactions to them yeah it's really great i like it a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i'm sure we'll be finishing that yeah. soon just because of how short it is it's easy to yeah, it's Plot easy to get through. It. It's a nice break from all these like hour-long dramas and fantasies and sci-fi yeah. shows we've been watching. Like, right. Like, I'm exhausted. I finished uh, Silicon Valley today finally, and there's five seasons, so it's hard to say like, hey, start watching the show that mm-hmm. is going to take forever to go through. <laughs> but it's good. It's kind of repetitive. It does that thing where they don't know where they want to go. So at the end of each season, they kind of like undo everything that happened that season and so every season kind of starts off in the same loop it feels oh, like like big train keep a status quo essentially like because it's about a startup mm-hmm. internet company in silicon valley is that what the title means and so like a lot of seasons they'll ramp up and they'll get more momentum with the company and they'll get like employees and stuff and they'll get an office and then by the end of it like it all falls apart and it's just like this same crew back at the same house like it does that i think at the end of season one, two, and three, and essentially four, like it just keeps repeating, like what's is happening. Is it a sitcom? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's just it kind of since it's re- repetitive, I wouldn't rate it that highly. But I don't know. It's worth watching if you're into that culture and you're into the tech world. It's cool seeing a big show on HBO kind of like dive into that and try and make it digestible for the audience. That's my week. Are you ready to talk about Westworld, Brittany? argue about it westworld yay sure eastland so we're gonna be spoiling season two and probably season one so check the link dump to not be spoiled yeah i don't like this season as much as season one i think yeah that's the general consensus from everyone i've talked to about it okay because my manager he watches westworld and he said that he stopped watching season two after like three or four episodes because it, it 
it never picks up. Like, it's all just kind of, like, slow burn episodes. Yeah, which, like, it's cool, but you need to have some sort of payoff for your viewers, I feel like. There kind of is. Like, it just takes so long, and it's like, do I want to keep sitting through this for this might be cool payoff? That's how the last three episodes of season one felt. Yeah. It's just like, it kept introducing those dream sequences, and you're just like, okay, well, like, are we going to get to this? And then it, it does the twist, and it's like, okay, that, I, I guess. I feel like how much we waited for it, it wasn't as satisfying as it mm-hmm. should have been. Yeah, I think if I were to watch this week by week, I'd go fucking insane. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine when season three comes out that I'm going to watch it week to week. It just... I might wait till it's all done and then just yes, watch it. Just because that way I'm not sitting there for three months waiting for questions <laughs> to be answered. Mm-hmm. I just still can't get over the Maeve storyline and how frustratingly they refuse to really talk about like how this is happening they kind of told you like what's his name ford like program that storyline into her right her storyline was supposed to be her escaping but Mm. she kind of got consciousness and was like no i don't want to is that consciousness or is that her core beliefs driving her to go back to her daughter i think that's the i don't think i don't think anyone has consciousness like that's kind of like the whole debate i think but i think his storyline for her was she was supposed to escape but she didn't like escape yeah. escape westworld like oh, she yeah. was on the train and she was supposed to leave that's how season one ends like her getting on mm-hmm. the train and then she runs out yeah but that was programmed yeah yeah that oh, wow. until her getting off the train everything was a storyline he created for her but they killed the entire facility it just it... i know i know and even rob is like oh but it there's not as many soldiers as you think there are no there's a lot of fucking soldiers there's like tell you like numbers of people there's hundreds of people and just a couple fucking robots with pistols Mm -hmm. just mow all of them down it just it doesn't make sense that wouldn't happen there's no way and there's no way that if this many actual humans died because of this that the government wouldn't step in and wouldn't like bring more force to like shut Mm -hmm. this shit down so i mean what i want to know is like how publicized is what's going on because season two takes place over like a week i think yeah it's pretty quick it's a pretty quick thing and like i feel like everything that's happening in westworld is pretty on the down low and only like delos corp knows about it like i think they don't want this information getting out that like there's like an uprising happening right now like i don't think the government is aware of what's going on yeah but they don't say that it's just kind of i i just kind of thought that was implied like this is a very this is all happening very fast yeah and if i was this multi-billion dollar corporation trying to protect like stolen data which is what we find out they were doing like they don't want anyone knowing what's going on here because it could get traced back to them and their socks gonna go down their socks and all they care about is their reputation and well their and the intellectual property and the legal action that they would face from yeah. doing all so this i don't think anyone knows about what's going on except the people inside and delos it would just be nice if there was like even just like an offhand comment like i mean i think you just have to kind of like critically think about these things i don't want to okay tell me what's it's happening. not that kind of show tell me what you happening. have to critically think about everything that happens because fuck they don't explain anything <laughs> They actively refuse to explain yeah. anything. They just say really like vague, deep, fake, deep comments, and they're like, "Think about that and for then a they, week." And then they look straight into the camera and they mouth "fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> Westworld. <laughs> What's the name? Jonathan Nolan. Is that his name? 
Yeah, the Nolan brother. Yeah. The main Fuck writer. You. <laughs> God. Like, it's well done. It's beautiful to look at this show, and the actors are all great, but, like, I'm so tired of just feeling stupid. And I don't know <laughs> if it's because I don't get it or because they aren't doing a good job of explaining anything that's going on. I just think that they're so adamant about not explaining it that it's almost detrimental at this point. Yeah. Like, they refuse to give us more information. Like, with the mm-hmm. end, like, with fucking William and just what's actually happening and they're just oh like oh my god they're just like i want to talk about that they're just like man we don't have to explain like, it you have to think about that for a year you don't care about spoilers right because this no. is probably like the craziest thing i got out of the okay. entire season so throughout season two you see like flashbacks to you know james delos who is logan's dad mm-hmm. there's these scenes of him like in this room william will keep coming in and having like the same conversation with him and then it's revealed, like, this is a fidelity test where basically Delos as a company is trying to preserve people's minds after death to put oh into gosh. host bodies. And that's, like, what the intellectual property they're trying to protect is, like, they've been observing people in the park to, like, record their actions and choices and the way their minds work so that when these people die, who knows what's going to happen? Like, they haven't said, like, what their goal mm. is, but what they've been doing is keeping like data on these people so it's called a fidelity test and like you run through the simulation over and over again and if it keeps if it anything's different like it's not working so Mm. they have to start over and try to make sure that you're the same person that you were when you were alive so So, the whole season man in black william Mm. is what is he trying to do He's trying to find the door because th- this season's called The Door and he's trying to find the door and the way out of the park. Like that's his goal for the season because now that the host can attack and they can kill, like this is the game he wants to play, but now he wants to get the fuck out. So he spends the whole time looking for that. It turns out his daughter was in India World or whatever it's they called. They never really specify like, yeah. what it's called. And so she finds him. They don't have a great relationship because her mom killed herself and she blames him. But she's trying to get him to come back to reality because he's always in Westworld and he's not a good person. And he's convinced that she's a host that Ford created to fuck with him. So he kills her. What? Yeah. <laughs> he kills his daughter. Because he's, he, he's, a... he's convinced she's a host that Ford created. Oh my god! And then, yeah. no, it's actually his it's daughter. It's actually his daughter. It's actually his fucking daughter. <laughs> How's that reaction go? Uh, he almost kills himself after that. Well, he, like, <laughs> then convinces himself he's a hoe, so he starts, like, digging into his arm to make sure that there's no, like... Wire entry. Yeah. yeah. It, it's pretty fucked up. Um, wow. So, yeah. After that, some stuff happens. And then a lot stuff of, happens. A lot oh. of stuff happens. And then he's basically getting into, like, the forge, which is where all the, like, people's, like... Data is. data is being mm-hmm. stored and he's trying to get there and then he's going down this elevator you think he's about to meet up with like bernard and dolores because they were together a minute ago and yeah. they went down before him and then it opens up and it's like the same room but way in the future well it's all like decrepit and yeah like, like it looks broken. like what was there presently was like years ago like oh my it, gosh it looked ancient and this is like the post credit scene for yeah. the finale yeah so he gets down there and then his daughter walks in and it's like what does she say i don't remember basically it implies that this is a fidelity test like william is like on some sort of loop and he's being tested Mm -hmm. oh 
my gosh. Yeah, that's what it's ends. basically implying. <laughs> like, the entire season was, like, a simulation. We think. No one knows. Like, Yeah, no one... we don't know anything. We don't know what to do with any of the information wow. we were getting. And that's the, like, what that's they left the, yeah. you on? Yeah. Because he was, he was like, well, what are you testing? And she just goes, fidelity, and then and, it ends. Well, like, it pans back to him, and, like, he, he, like, realizes, like, what's happening, and then mm-hmm. it ends. Yeah. So, we don't know, like, Jeez. is he a host? Who knows? Yep. My favorite thread or comment on the discussion thread of the finale was like, Westworld, you're a host, you're a host, you're a host, I'm a host, fuck you. <laughs> That's it. That's uh, the show. Yeah, I, I like the William storyline a lot. I like the Bernard storyline and like his break of reality and him trying to cope with like what's happened in the... And who he is. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's my turn. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say definitely, like, watch season two, but, like, it, be patient with it. It's starting to get convoluted, I think. <laughs> it's starting to get convoluted? I think more so. Like, there's... If they do another season of, like, slow burn, slow burn, slow burn, and then, like, some answers but more questions, I'm, like, I'm going to be too frustrated. Well, like... I think with the next season, it's going to have to take place mostly in the real world at this point because the park is essentially, like, decimated. Yeah. And Dolores and Hale and Bernard are out now. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> so, like, it has to be yeah. a different, like, th- there's I'm no way. I'm curious to see. I heard that there's going to be, like, a lot of time between seasons. Not, I like, a time so. jump, but, like before they release the next season have you heard anything like for about real time. that yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if hbo is trying to like focus on game of thrones and they couldn't put enough money into game of thrones and a westworld season three if season three is going to be different They're so that doesn't pretty surprise big budget shows yeah. so i'm not surprised by that in yeah. the least it's your turn carlos um, okay. i will say carlos for you there's this episode i think it's episode eight where you know the ghost nation the like mm-hmm. the native americans i guess yeah there's an episode dedicated to like the leader of the ghost nation and like his backstory it's probably the best episode of television i've seen it's all just like narration and him speaking in like lakota lakota yeah it's a beautiful story and like the actor did an amazing job i think you would particularly love that episode it's very it's very like artsy but (laughs) also like there's a lot of meaning and like it doesn't it doesn't try to be convoluted it's just like this is his backstory it's him and like what he's been doing in the park and like Mm -hmm. why they exist yeah and And does he have consciousness no no one does (laughs) no one has consciousness it's all i think he it's all a game yeah yeah (laughs) i think you would particularly love that i think you would also like the episode dedicated to shogun world there's like you know how they do like the western version of like paint it black and like when hector comes to town and destroys yeah they have the shogun world version of that storyline with their version of hector <laughs> and it's like what's that like how would i describe that style of music i mean it's, it's Jap- like a japanese style Japanese-y. paint it black like it was really cool to watch do they use like the like sitting sitar well i mean you, you don't, don't really see, see it oh. you just hear it and it's cool there's also a japanese style version of um cream by wu-tang clan yeah that's sick it's really cool so i mean the this season has a lot of cool things but it's not i think the best part of season one is how different that show was and then it's like okay where do you go what do you do with the show from here on out and i think they're like hitting that wall i think this season was supposed to be more of like world building well that's all season one was to me it's like exploring this world i don't understand anything that's happening in this show what would you rate it? Out of? 10 hosts. Um, <laughs> 10 fidelity. Like seven and a half. Fidelities. 
Seven and a half profile cards. <laughs> Seven and a half. That's relevant. Don't worry. Dead daughters. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Seven and a half like weird brain spheres. Yeah, I'd probably give it the same. Uh, is there more of those? Yeah, a hundred percent. I yeah, it's the same. Like same with Handmaid's Tale season two. Like the technical aspects stay the same, and it's cool what they're doing with the world. It's just the story is kind of like going all over the place, and mm-hmm. so it's hard to enjoy it as much. So I would give it about the same. I will definitely watch the next season at our own pace. Mm-hmm. You guys got anything else you want to talk about? Shout out to Tessa Thompson for having a really great career right now. She is everywhere. No Man's Sky is apparently good again. Oh yeah, uh, yeah that. Talk about that. I. I'm like, fuck, do I want to play this game now? Because you can get it for the PS4 for like under 20 bucks, I think. Uh, really? Yeah. At oh, GameStop, gosh, like pre... kind of a deal. Yeah, uh, pre-owned, I think you can get it for like 15 bucks, which I... With what this game is, I'm like, that's a fair price point, mm-hmm. I think. So it's like an open world game, right? Open world, exploration, harvesting, crafting. So is it like a space version of the forest? Without a story. Without a story, okay. <laughs> but there's like multiplayer now. There's base building now with like unlimited like the ceo sean murray the guy that was all over the news like he's on twitter a lot now and he posted like a video of the base building and how he built like a skyscraper essentially and he jumped off and he was falling for so long the video was like over 30 seconds long (laughs) just to show like the scale of what you can do with the buildings and things like that so they're making the game what they said the game was from the beginning essentially which I could see the blame is now on, like, the blame ball is now on Sony's court for kind of rushing it. Pushing the game out. Yeah, Mm because this was Sean Murray's original, like, conception and idea for the game. And he kept at it after release. Like, he's, like, the redeemed good guy now. Yeah, like, 100% no one would have blamed them if they're like, fuck it, this game's done. Let's just start working on a new game. Like, Mm. there's no way we're going to recover. It's been two years, and they're still working on it, and they're still improving it. And now, like... A huge deal was on steam the overall reviews of the game were mostly negative for forever but now they've worked their way up to where their overall reviews are now mixed <laughs> so I, I think he posted them like this steam chart of no man's land became like the in one of the top no 10 uh, yeah no man's sky <laughs> uh ended up becoming like one of the top 10 played games of the week yeah i saw that like the game's actually getting momentum because mm. it's like and the cool thing about like this update, it wasn't like an expansion, it wasn't DLC, it wasn't something you had to buy. They were just like, here's this update, like it's just released, like you can just play it. Like we want you to play this game that we said we were gonna provide. Like mm-hmm. here is the game that we were talking about. It's encouraging and because of stuff like that, I'm like, okay, maybe I will get it for the PS4 because I hear it's better to play on the consoles just because it's like the keyboard layout is kind of like unintuitive yeah. and it's the most frustrating part is like the UI isn't very Oh yeah, that is weird. But on consoles since it's like more simplified like it makes it easier so i'm probably gonna pick it up especially if i can find it for cheap like why not well like yeah 15 bucks it's because i remember when the game first came out people liked it but after like two hours of the same thing the same thing people were like well this game would have been good if it sold for 15 bucks Mm -hmm. and not for like triple a full price so it's like finally found that balance so would you would you buy the game? Yeah, totally. I think I'm gonna wait till there's like a Steam sale, or I have like time in my life to actually play it. Don't you have it on the PS4, or don't you have a PS4 though? I should get it on the PS4. Yeah. yeah. 
Because if I get on the PS4 and then you get on the PS4, then we can... Oh, we can actually... Whoa. <laughs> I got there's multiplayer now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll probably just call the chess game. That's fine. No, no, no I'll, I'll call it. Okay. <laughs> I I, I want to defeat you honorably. Okay. We, you, we... you don't want to take a surrender. Yeah. It's like in a movie where like the bad guy's just like, kill me now. And... Was it even that close? uh what to ending yeah no oh that's yeah. why i'm like i'm just gonna call it because like there's just so many different like moves that could happen and i'm like i don't want to spend another 40 <laughs> minutes yeah. just trying to unravel this mm-hmm. um so yeah that'll be that episode 156 some movies some tv some games whoa who would have thought <laughs> that's what we talk about on this show thanks for listening go to our website chesstalk.podbean.com download some episodes go back listen to our backlog uh, go to our iTunes, give us a review. We like those. We need those. Tell your friends. Go to our Twitter, chess underscore talk, where you see some dog pics that Brittany needs to post. That's all I got. You guys got anything else? Check us out next week for me not being here, but hopefully <laughs> Rob and Tyler are showing up. <laughs> hopefully Rob will come back for an episode. He's too busy being fun in Seattle. He's being a Seattleite right now. Yeah. What an asshole. How dare he have a career? And have fun. Yeah. <laughs> he can't have that when we can't have that. Yeah. That's not how it works. Okay. That's it, guys. Bye.